Hey everybody, this is KG checking in with a long overdue episode of Can We Talk? Um, And I apologize guys for those of you that may have thought that I just completely fell off of the face of the earth. That's not what it was. Well, to you all, it, it is. But in all actuality, I've been wanting to podcast for a a while. I've been wanting to do a new episode for a while. But I just haven't had the space that I used to use to record. I haven't had it available to me in some time. So it's just been kind of hard to be able to have the right kind of space to do the episodes. Because I don't like to just record anywhere. Sometimes I do, but not, not often. So I just haven't had the space And I would like to use the excuse of time, but time is just not true. That's not the case because you make time for what you want to, excuse me, what you want to make time for. So I'm here now and I hope that I can keep these coming consistently. My plan and my goal when I started the podcast was to be able to share my life's experiences with you all. Um, the ups, the downs, and everything. And, you know, I just want to be able to connect with you all. And this also is a great, it's therapeutic for me to be able to use this as an outlet anyway. So it's important for me to continue to do these. And I also hope that I, that whatever it is that I'm saying, it could be something funny or not funny, whatever it is, I just hope that whatever I'm sharing with you all touches you and sparks something in your mind that changes your life and for the better. So um, I'm here today. And unfortunately, I'm here though because I'm here today to talk about some things that have been on my heart, or one specific story that's been heavy on my heart within the past week. And anybody that's been keeping up with the news as of lately, you've heard of the story, the tragic story of Lissandro Guzman. Uh, most of you may now know him for um, as Junior, or um, if you follow the hashtag Justice for Junior, then you know what that story is all about. And um, I'm finally in a place now where I feel that I'm strong enough to be able to talk about the story and the situation. And I feel like I'm finally able to um, wrap my mind somewhat around what has happened. Um, I haven't, I can't say that I've made peace with it. I don't think anyone ever will. But I think that I'm finally in a place now where I'm able to cope better with it. Um, My feelings, first of all, are completely unmatched to I was in no way related to Junior or his family. I I didn't know him. I didn't grow up with him. Um, We are both from New York, but I reside in a different... um, I'm in Brooklyn, New York, and he's located. he was located in the Bronx, New York. So, which is not too far from Brooklyn, but I we never cross paths. I just have a real life human reaction to the story. I I have a younger brother and I have young men in my family and just being a, a bigger sister, I remember always feeling like I had to um, protect my brother. I always felt like the things that I do, the things that I was doing, and I wasn't a bad kid, but just being out and about, having boyfriends and coming in late sometimes, like sneaking in the house late um, from hanging out and stuff, I, I felt like I was okay, but when my brother would would do that, I would feel like, I don't know, like I was just always worried about him. And now with all of these stories, the police brutality, and now we have a, a racist president 
and we live in, you know, like now we have, we live in Trump America. So things, the, the energy right now is really thick. The tension is thick. Um, things are shifting. And um, this specific, specific, <coughs> excuse me, this specific story with Junior just jarred at me because it just, I don't know. It's just, it's, first of all, if you, for those that may, for the few that may not have um, read up on the story of Junior, um, just a short, I'll give you the short version of what happened. Um, basically, Junior is a 15, was a 15-year-old uh, young boy who I believe he is, he was Dominican, I believe. Um, but Junior is a young boy who um, his family lived in the Bronx, and this one particular incident occurred on Wednesday, June 20th, Wednesday night. Junior's friend, now this is all alleged because the story is still developing, so we don't really know what really happened as of yet, but so far from what's been reported, it looks like Junior was, um, this whole case was an act of mistaken identity. Junior was texted by a friend um, at night asking for $5. So Junior asked his mother if he could go downstairs and give his friend some money to get something to eat. And Junior never returned to his home. Um, he was chased and attacked by a gang that I have never heard of in my life until this story came about. And it looks like they're famous for doing what they did to Junior. Well, they're well known around the way for doing what they did to Junior. Um, basically, Junior ran into um, a corner store that he knew the owner, he knew the owner, the owner knew him. And, um, I don't know, based on the surveillance clippings that I've seen, it looked like to me, the owner wasn't trying to help Junior. So I don't know what really was going on, but to me, it looked like the owner wasn't really trying to do much to help the young boy. So that was devastating in itself that he had to go in there and to see him go in there and be helpless and fearful of his life. And nobody in the store had his back. There were like three grown men in there and they all were like between middle age to like almost maybe a little bit older than that. But I still feel that they didn't do much to, to help him. So that was that scenario. Um, well, that was that, but then um, so the gang finally found Junior. They um, went into the corner store. They found him and they dragged him out. Some things, some things escalated. It looks like, according to the videos, and they dragged him out and they attacked him with machetes and it looked like kitchen knives. And um, the final slash that I guess killed him was the one to his to his throat. And um, but even after that, they threw him back into the store. And it looks like, according to the surveillance videos, um, Junior was asking for help, and he the owner sent him out. And Junior, it looked like in the video, was trying to ask. He was like lifting his arms up, asking for help. Seemed like no one wanted to help him. Um, there were bystanders and and people watching from their windows. Um, recording the situation, but I don't know who actually was calling 911. Um, but there was a, a hospital, literally, and I've been in the area, I went to the vigil um, after he passed away, after Junior passed away, and literally, I saw with my own eyes, literally, the corner store, it's all of maybe two minutes, it's like a two, maybe one to two minute walk, it's literally right at the corner, um, the hospital, and just so you know the severity of the injuries, 
Junior literally passed away on the sidewalk across the street from the hospital. Um, I believe that because of the fact that he ran, that probably caused more blood rush and he lost more blood because his blood, his blood was probably pumping a little too hard um, as he ran to the hospital. So yeah, he took his last breaths and somebody recorded that moment even. So to see that was just devastating. Um, I don't know who actually spotted him out though because there were a group of people that recognized him and they were surrounding him trying to save him and keep him alive, but it was too late. Um, the first time I saw or knew about the situation was from Cardi B's Instagram. There was a photo of a young boy um, lifeless on his deathbed with his mother like hovering o- hovered over him crying. And that image made me want to look into the story more. And the more I read up on it and the more that the news media and everything was starting to um, do more coverages on the story, I literally have been broken down ever since. I don't know what separates Junior's story from the other tragic stories with innocent children or children, period. But this particular one just complete. I think, like I said earlier, I have a younger brother and seeing all of the police brutality on these young boys and young men, I think that it's just anybody with a heart, anybody with any type of feeling in your bone would feel a way about what happened to Junior. It's awful. And that boy had so many more years of life that he could have, that he was supposed to be um, living. And he was completely robbed of that because of an act of mistaken identity. Um, you know, his older sister just recently graduated high school. Rather than going to her high school graduation, she spent her, the day that she was supposed to graduate, at the burial for her younger brother. And it's just heartbreaking. I haven't been sleeping properly. Um, I haven't really been getting much sleep. I haven't been able to think about much of anything. I've been kind of glued to the stories. Um, At one point, I even started following all of the Justice for Junior pages on Instagram. And I just recently had to delete all of them off of my timeline because I realized that it was really upsetting me and it was really not doing much to help get me through the pain that I was feeling. And again, my pain does not match at all to the pain that I'm sure, and I can't even imagine what his family is going through, his mother, his father. Um, but like I, but like I also said, anybody with a heart, anybody with some kind of sense of anything can watch that and see how devastating that whole thing was. And even if you didn't watch this, the videos, Um, just hearing about it is devastating. And I literally, I don't know that I've broken down from the story, but I've, I've, um, as far as crying, but I've definitely been broken down spiritually. Um, I don't know why this had to happen to Junior. I don't know why a lot of times this is happening to our children. It's a scary, scary world that we live in. And I even had moments where I felt like maybe I should delete my Instagram and my social media accounts because it's getting out of hand with all the bad news um, between the immigration stuff, Junior, the little girl that was ran over by a car in the Bronx. It, I mean, in Brooklyn, I'm sorry. It's just too much. And it, it, it literally is draining. At a, it's at a point where it's draining for me. Um, 
I did go to the visual on Friday where Junior, um, the corner store that Junior was at and um, where he was stabbed at. And I've never, I was telling my boyfriend the other day, like I haven't, I have never seen a visual with so many different, with so much, like people brought out so many different things. Um, I even brought out something, but so many people brought out so much. There's so, if you ever looked at the pictures, there's candles literally covering wrapped around the block they're like offerings from all over there are people visiting from different states and if they can't make it to new york there have been um there have been uh visuals um and candlelit excuse me candlelit um tributes that have been given in lieu of what happened to the junior in other states and I think that he really, his story really impacted the world. And I think in a way, if you want to be optimistic for a moment, I think that in a way, Junior's story kind of sparked something in the world because everyone has seen, a lot of people were touched by that, that story. And I think that it put all of us on pause for a minute and it opened up our eyes. Like, I think if you're spiritual, like I am, then I think that God used Junior to open our eyes and show us how much we should value life and you know all the foolishness that we have going on in this world mean nothing when there are real things that we need to that we take for granted like life um i think junior's story really put a pause on a lot of things i think that it kind of redirected our focus at least for a moment from this immigration stuff and all of this foolishness that the president is trying to make a priority when we have real life issues in our communities that need to be addressed. There need to be drastic changes and they need to be targeted in an aggressive kind of way. And I feel like these kind of things cannot continue to be overlooked. We need our communities to be better. We need our children to feel safe going to just a, going to the store, going to the park. There should be no reason why we fear that our child won't come back upstairs from going downstairs to lend someone money and I think it boils down to we need to get a better handle on gun violence and we need to we need to stop incarcerating individuals for things like marijuana or small crimes and misdemeanors that really don't you know like I mean if we're gonna lock people up if we're, if we're gonna lock kids up which I feel like there are different ways that you can handle that situation as well, like rehabilitation, um, mentor mentorships. Like we 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 aren't we're failing our children, and as a result of that, and and the junior situation is one of the results of that. You know, like we just. I wish that there were more that I could think of to do now, other than just drop off something at a corner to show, to pay respects. Like I've been trying to figure out what else I can do. What more can I physically do? Um, I would love to be able to just sit down and wrap my arms around Junior's mother because mother to mother, I just, my heart is so heavy for, for Junior's mom because, you know, she had to bury her whole, her whole and only son. Well, I don't know if that's her only son, but it's just devastating. It's heartbreaking. It's unnecessary. It's uncalled for. And it just shows us that there are so many more things in the world that we need to be focused on. And 
I pray that justice is served. It looks like um, at this point, the cops were able to pretty much capture all that were involved. I think there's maybe like two more that they're still looking for. But um, it just... My message to all of you, whoever's listening in, whoever whoever owns um, firearms, whoever believes in retaliation, whoever has been in a gang, if you've ever been in a gang, if you ever even feel suicidal, whatever it is that you're going through, my prayer and my wish to all of you is to look at a story like Junior's and really reconsider your lifestyle. Really, really really um transform your mentality and i know that it can be hard because a lot of times our community fails us so so much that the things that we need to to, in order for us to grow and improve we don't have we don't have the mentors um available to all of us in our communities unfortunately we don't have the proper resources that we are being told are available we don't really have them in arm's reach i know that because i grew up in the quote-unquote hood so i know that like the ymca at this point the ymca is kind of out of touch as well because they're they're charging children to go and use their um their equipment and their activities and all those kind of things so we don't really have the type of activities and we're not as safe as the government may want to make us believe we are and I think that they know well they know they know that there's a lot going on in the world and our communities but they choose to direct their focus elsewhere and um I just think that we all need to do a better job of taking care of one another um I there was a chant that they were saying during one of the um the candle lightings for Junior and his friend, his best friend was saying that like, you know, it's not just about if you see something, say something. It's also if you see something, do something. We have to protect. uh, One of the things that I had mentioned on, I, so my offering for Junior's visual was a mitten, a baseball mitten, because I know that he really loved the Yankees. I think, well, I know because I saw the, the, um, his casket photo, unfortunately. Junior was um was buried in a Yankees jersey and I know that he was a really big Yankees fan. So I my offering for the visual was a mitten, a baseball mitten, and I wrote a few things on it, but one of the messages that I had wrote on there was that um it was you've gained another big assist another big sister because he already has one. But unfortunately I had to express that through his death. But I think it's important that we let that we really develop the community that we once had back in the days when people used to really look out for one another. When you were able to send your child outside and the neighbors were looking out for your kid while you weren't able to because you might be in the shower or you might not be home. But you can trust that your next door neighbor is is looking after your children. We, we've lost that sense of community. We've lost that sense of compassion we don't we just don't have it especially in New York City I find that in New York if you live in New York you know where I'm coming from everybody's so consumed in their own in their own situations and you know New York is one of the most expensive places to live right now in the U.S. so we have a lot going on in our own worlds but we can't ignore the needs of our children and of our communities we have to come together and do better. We have to really come together and formulate a real life plan. And it's not just about talking about it. It's really about really getting the government's attention, the mayor's attention in these different cities and really bringing 
and really shedding the real light on what is going on and what we need because we're taxpayers. We are U.S. citizens and we deserve to be heard and we deserve to see real results. We don't deserve to be burying our children left and right. We don't deserve to have to worry about whether or not our children are safe when they're outside and out of our out of our care. We don't des- we don't deserve that. Our children don't don't deserve that. Um, we're failing them by the minute. We're failing one another by the min- minute. Um, if you see somebody going through something, don't just walk by because you're afraid that or you just don't want to be bothered or you've come up with all these excuses like, you know, I have to hurry up and rush to get to work. I'm running late for work. I need to hurry up. You know, like stop and check in on people. And I think that we all I'm even guilty of it. You know, we all have this this removed mentality where it's like, you know, I don't want to involve myself in that. That's too much for me. But we have to feel we have to be able to feel like we can lean on one another. That's where it starts. That's really where it starts. Um, Junior wasn't able to lean on anyone. And that's, I think, the most devastating part of that whole story is the fact that he was not able to rely on anybody. He basically died alone. He went through that whole situation as a young boy all alone, late at night, without any grown man coming to his aid. All those men that were in that store, not one of them came out to check on him. Not one of them, when he went in the store, bloody from head to toe, wrapped their arms around him, picked him up, and and carried him to the hospital. And I understand fear, and I understand sometimes you don't want to get involved in things that could jeopardize your livelihood. But at the same time, it goes back to what I just said. We have to really be willing to jump in and help one another by any means necessary. Um, I would love to feel like if my daughter were ever, God forbid, in a situation where she needed someone, I can trust that she would be taken care of. And we just don't live in that kind of world anymore. And we haven't for a long time. And it's really sad and it's really unfortunate. And I'm just hoping that this podcast episode will spark that kind of mentality for someone um, listening in. I just, my prayer is that when I release this, you really listen to it and you really content, you re, you really reevaluate how you deal with people, how you, you know, they have a quote going on. They have a meme that's circulating on um, social media that says, check in on your, your strong friend. And, you know, like even I fail to do that sometimes. Like we really have to, um, take time out of our own lives and our own minds and what we have going on and touch somebody else in in a way that we know they need to be touched. Life is hard and we have a lot going on and we need an outlet. We need to feel like we are not going through these things alone. It's really hard. And what you may be going through, somebody else could be going through the same thing, if not more. And what you have experience with could probably help that other person get through whatever it is they're going through. So I don't know. I don't really have, um, I didn't really have a structure of how I wanted this conversation to go or how I wanted the episode to go, but I just know that my coworker, well, for one, my coworker was telling me, she was saying, um, Shakira, you have to do a podcast episode where you talk about this junior stuff because she's watched me 
dealing with the grieving and everything from the junior story since it was released and she knows how much it impacted me and she's like there's the best way to to let it all out is through the podcast so here I am um like I said I hope to be able to do more of these um more consistently there's a lot going on in the world so there's a lot to talk about and guys I, I really really hope and pray that you guys really um just consider changing your lifestyles around and really look at the junior story as a as, as an eye opener to help you make some necessary changes in your life um you know make better decisions for yourself and for your community because death there's no coming back from that if you commit a crime you will do the time more than likely and whether it be jail time or whether it just be a lifelong a life of suffering because you know when you take a life it really takes a really heartless type of person that just has no type of feeling in the world no conscience no nothing to not be impacted for the rest of their lives over what they've done and it's not worth it for five minutes of of street credibility um you know there's different scenarios that you know you could I, I haven't been in a gang I haven't been in situations where I had to consider taking someone's life, thank God. Um, I've never been, I've ne- I didn't grow up in a lot of dysfunction, but I had dysfunction going on around me. So I've seen enough to know enough. I know that it can be hard in the, in the quote unquote hood. I know that we don't, we, we're not able to depend on one another like that, but I just hope that whoever's listening in really does sit back and reevaluate what you have going on now and just make some better choices for yourself and um, just do better all around. Be great. Do something that will change your community. Be the, be the change in your community. Be the, be the, um, be the one that sparks the, the new way of, of going about uh, representing your community. So that's all I, I have for you guys today. It's so hot in New York City. It was 99 degrees yesterday. Today is not too far off from that. Um, but I will talk to you guys very soon. And this was great. Unfortunately, I hate that I had to come to the podcast with, um, I don't want to call it a sad episode, but it's just not the most positive one right now. But we don't really, unfortunately, live in positive times right now. There's not too much positive going on in the world, and it's really sad. So anyway, I'll leave you guys with that. Take care. God bless. Do better. Make good changes. Make necessary changes and do better for yourselves and your family and your community and then the world. Talk to you guys later. Peace.